one-on-one, just me and you. Dungeon master, don't have a crew. Make a move, win or lose. Got past the Jews, past the Jews. You have to roll to stay alive. And you're on your last life. You have to roll to stay alive. Welcome everybody, my name is Paul Privateer, Dungeon Master for Des Moines & Dragons, introducing our brand new show, Last Life, where Des Moines creatives attempt to delve into a dank, dark dungeon, fight a boss, and become a lich lord themselves. My first guest today is a Des Moines staple in the comedy scene, but he's truly been all over this country, really amazing. Just met Beto last night, ladies and gentlemen, Dante Powell. Hey, Paul. Thanks for having me do this, buddy. I'm excited. Good. I I can't wait. This is going to be a lot of fun. Um, I just, I'm really excited to see what you decide to do. Uh, why don't you tell the folks listening at home a little bit about yourself, what you do, um, what, you know, what comedy is like to you, what have you been up to? Um, well, I'm just a, I'm a goofy stand-up comedian, I like to say. I just tell jokes and try to make people laugh and so uh, I started actually let's see five years ago here in Des Moines and I was lucky enough to like have it take off <laughs> to where it's become my career and I love it it's my favorite thing in the world I just I love making people laugh and so when I first started I was just doing stand-up but then I uh, got on the cast at last laugh with you we partied and had some great shows <laughs> yes um yeah and now i'm ready to try to murder a dungeons and dragon uh cave boss i guess i'm gonna try to <laughs> gonna try to go full like personal wizard mob boss on his ass sweet so, <laughs> so what's your experience with dungeons and dragons have you played before um how familiar are you with the whole RPG D and D thing. So I think I've played once at Mayhem in Des Moines with my best friend Johnny mm-hmm. uh, when he was living here. But I may be wrong. I think we either played uh, Dungeons and Dragons or Catan, maybe. Oh, nice. Yep, we did one of them. Um, totally I'm, different, but that's fine. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you, Paul. I could not for the life of me tell you anything about this other than like I know it was mentioned in like 40 year old virgin yep um checks out and I know it's like a very popular game but like I'm one of those people you know this about me I'm totally content knowing that awesome shit exists in the world Mm -hmm. outside of me that I don't have to necessarily be into for it to be awesome so like I just I know that the people who like it love it and that, you know, it, just because I'm not doing it doesn't mean it sucks. So when you right. like, hit me up about it, I was like, oh, yeah, let's let's part. Like, I want to I want to give it a serious shot and try to try to have fun with this. Cool. Uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm 
trying my best not to like go overboard. I just want to, mm-hmm. I just want to win to be quite frank. Yeah. Well, you're, you're up against some very stiff competition and, uh, as people listen to the show, they'll find out, uh, who the other cast members are that are going to be playing. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them are very hardcore D and D players and mm-hmm. some of them are like yourselves where they have never really played this game before. So well, I, I just c- want them to know that I expect them to lose to me also. <laughs> Even if they are dungeon masters or whatever, you're going to lose. Oh, yeah. I saw the group chat. None of you have what it takes to stand up to what I'm about to do. Awesome. So, <laughs> so the point of this game is for each of our players, one at a time, uh, go into this dungeon and attempt to make their way to the bottom of this old cathedral and fight the final boss, a uh, low-level lich lord. And whoever defeats that lich by the end of the four-hour time limit per session uh, will be the next uh, boss for the next season of the show. Okay. Um, and I... I I can't be more appreciative that you gave it a shot because I think D&D looks intimidating from the outside because it's a lot of numbers and it's a lot of like very jargony language and it, I'm I'm really glad you're going to give it a shot cuz I think you'll do great. <laughs> well, thank you. I'm I yeah, math is something I'm not good at, but jargon. Let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don, is it pronounced Dantis or Dantis? Dantis. 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 Uh, Dantis. Could you describe the way your character looks for the audience? Uh, my character is a brown-skinned man with a white, very well-kept beard. He has on a uh, a hat. It's a it's like a safari hat, but like old world safari. Mm-hmm. So like it, it maybe looks like something uh, Steve Irwin would wear if he were alive during uh, King Arthur's court. Nice. Okay, he's wearing uh, he's wearing a hoodie, jeans, and some black basic tennis shoes for the time. So he's a very chill wizard. He's mm-hmm. just out here like, look, I'm not trying to start any trouble with what I'm wearing. The danger is under the clothing, not the clothing itself. Right. Okay. So, uh, Dantes, you find yourself in the town of Red Wheel. Okay. Uh, it's a small town. There's about 75 people that live there. It's at the base of a large hill. You have been called there as a member of this order called the Guild. The guild, they're this mercenary faction that does work for small towns. Um, They help farmers with loss. Farm daughters, they rid villages of goblins in the forest. Uh, You have been called to the town of Red Wheel to dispatch with a lich that is at the bottom of this cathedral at the top of the hill. Um, So you, you find yourself in the town square. It's a bustling uh market center and uh what do you do where do you go um 
I go to the first local I find that seems uh, not overly busy. I go I go to someone who looks like they have information about why I should be here, mm-hmm. but maybe they don't know why I'm here exactly. So you know, perfect. Okay. So you you uh, you look around and, and you find a man that is sweeping off the front porch to his tavern. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a human man. He's uh, olive complected. Mm-hmm. He has dark brown hair, and he he's sweeping off the porch. You've seen him a couple times in town. You know him to be the bartender for Barraway's Bar and Grill. Okay. And uh, he he is Master Barraway, the man in charge. So do you approach him? Um. Yes, I approach Master Barraway. Uh, he, he said, "Ah, uh, Dan, uh, Dantis, good to see you again." Um. Yeah. Yeah. Good to see you again too. Uh, what brings you out, uh, out and about this early in the morning? I'm on a quest for information. Ah, well, what, what, what can I help you with? What information do you seek? The information I seek is this. Sir, what, what was your name again? Uh, Barraway, sir. Barraway, uh, of, of the tavern here, or the pub or bar. Yes. Or whatever you prefer to call your fine establishment. <laughs> what I'm looking for is, uh... Is, is there anything going on here in Red Wheel that is a cause of concern for you right now? Like, is there anything going on that you have noticed that you think, oh, boy, we might need some help here in Red Wheel figuring this issue out? Uh, yes, Dantes, it, it has been it has been terrible lately. The um, the cathedral up on the hill, a place of calm and peace has been filled with. Uh, ev- there's an evil that is up on that hill within the cathedral. There, I can sense it. And not only that, uh, folks on the outskirts of the city have reported sightings of skeletons and zombies that have made their way down. Uh, it is good that someone like yourself from the guild has come to help rid us of this threat. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm so happy that you sh- share this info with me because... I, you know, when I got the information that I needed to come here, I thought to myself, it was too much and that maybe I wouldn't be able to get it all figured out, but that information helps me greatly. So, uh, let me ask you this. Is there anyone else from the guild here that maybe I should check with about going to rid your, your, uh, your cathedral of these uh, errant spirits and people. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, the mayor actually was the one I believe who sent word out to the guild. Um, he's just over yonder, and he points down the street to a larger uh, log building. Uh, the the buildings themselves look to be. This is very much like a small settlement. The structures are pretty primitive. They're not very big. This place doesn't look like it's been here for a super long time. Okay. Uh, and yes, so he points to a, a larger building down the road and that he indicate. yes, the mayor is the one who sent the calling for the guild. So I, I suppose he would be the one that you would want to talk to then. Okay, then I'm going to backflip over to the mayor's. Nice. You literally do a backflip? 
like I'm no, I'm doing multiple backflips. Oh, okay. Like backflipping all the way there. Perfect. So why don't you grab your D twenty for me? Okay. And we're gonna make an athletics roll. Okay. So just roll that in this dice here and tell me what the number you get is. Uh six. Okay. So we look at your athletics, which is plus one with a six is a seven. Mm-hmm. Not a very high roll. So okay. you go to do a backflip and your robe catches your back foot and you actually fall face first into a pile of horse shit. Okay. And uh, there's a little boy who starts uh, pointing and laughing at you as you push yourself up and wipe the horse poo off your face. Okay. Um, I, I ask him what he finds funny about me falling into poop. Well, you 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 tried to do a backflip, but you fell in some poop. You look silly. That is true, young child. But <laughs> I'm a part of the guild, which makes me important. Do you know how to do a backflip? Um, um, yeah. Can you teach me how to do better backflips? Sure. Watch me. And the kid uh, stands next to you. He. Uh, uh, shimmies his shoulders a little bit and focuses his eyes and he attempts to do a backflip <laughs> and he goes to flip I roll a four and he goes to do a backflip and he doesn't even make it halfway over he just falls on his back in the middle of the same pile of poop that you fell in alright I'm gonna help this little shit head up <laughs> get up child what is your name oh um Carl Carl <laughs> Now you see how hard it is to do a backflip in this area. I think it's the altitude. We got to be more nice to one another, Carl, okay? We can't be out here laughing at people when they don't finish their backflips out. That's just the thing that happens. So, Carl, how about this? How about you let me finish my trip over to the mayor's? I'm going to go ahead and walk the rest of the way. And you go on about your day, but don't be out here picking on people. Is that cool with you, Carl? Um, yeah, I, I'm i sorry, Dantis. I'm sorry. It's okay, Carl. I accept your apology, uh, but just know this. As part of the guild, I might need your help at some point. So, oh, really? Really. Oh, I would help. Well, thank you very much, Carl. I'm, uh, if, I, if you ever hear me put out the call where I go, Cuckoo! Know that you need to come running and bring whatever you can. Okay, will do. Thank Bye. Bye, Carl. And he, like, sprints off uh, down the road, excited and smiling, despite being covered in shit. Yeah, yeah. So, now I wipe the shit off myself, and I kind of walk to the creek and wash the rest of the shit off, so I'm looking decent and presentable to go into the mayor's home. Mm Mm-hmm. Then I pull up on his spot, and I knock on the door. So a uh, old man in a stovetop hat answers the door. He's got a monocle and like a fancy uh, purple uh, overshirt, and he's, he just looks very well-dressed. Uh, you know him to be Mayor Carson. And mm. he, uh, he he opens the door and says, uh, um, Yes? Hi, Mayor Carson. Dance is here from the guild. Oh, yes, yes. You're one of the guild members who I put the call after. So good of you to come. Oh, 
tell me, what, what is it that I can do for you? You said your name was Dantis? That is correct. Um, I need your help figuring out where your issues in this town are so I can formulate a plan to get them eradicated. Oh, yes. Uh, well, c- come in, come in. And he uh, motions for you to come into his home. Okay. I go in. Uh, I take my shoes off. Mm-hmm. I sit down and I wait for him to begin speaking. So he, yeah, he uh, goes over to his desk and has a bunch of papers. He's rifling through them and pulls out a couple sheets of paper. And he says, uh, over the last several months, there's been increased attacks on folks that live outside of the town. Um, Several farmers have reported that their cattle have been slaughtered, that their chickens have been taken. They fear that this threat from the cathedral up on the hill has made its way down. I put out the call to the guild in hopes that they would send someone to head into the cathedral and dispatch whatever evil lies inside. Mayor, do you have any read on what the evil may be? Legend says of a old lich, a undead wizard that lives at the bottom of the cathedral. I fear that the zombies and skeletons are a byproduct of this lich reawakening and its power coming in to fold. Oh, man, we hear about liches all the time at the guild. Oh, you do? Yes. We have some ways that we like to get rid of them, but this is an area that's new to me. Can you tell me any tactical issues I may be running into with this lich here? Anything I may want to keep an eye out for that you and your old sage wisdom might recommend? Yes, uh, certainly the... Lich will have the building trapped. There, w- I would expect no less than uh, uh, booby traps and uh, creatures set in your way to prevent you from getting to the bottom of the cathedral. Uh, I have seen several adventurers before you head up to the hill, but they have not returned. So mm. I fear it, it. It is to be quite deadly. Okay. All right. But knowing that I need to get in there and get to the bottom of the cathedral really helps. So I appreciate that very much. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, Mayor, before I do this, uh, I want to let you know that I met Carl. Are you familiar with Carl? Um, yeah, young boy Carl. He is the son of the town blacksmith. He is quite the rambunctious little fellow. Okay, I reached out to Carl, and uh, after he laughed at me for falling into a bunch of shit, asked him if he'd be willing to help me. Uh, I gave him very specific instructions that if I made a call that went, he was to show up and help. Do you think that was a bad idea? Do you think maybe I should do this without Carl? I'll tell you this, Dantes. The town blacksmith is kind of an asshole. Okay. All right. So take, take that for what you will. I know assholes don't fall far from the tree, Mayor. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll definitely adjust my call. However... Mayor, I'm not above uh, asking for help, so I will tell you this. If you hear me make a different call that sounds like this, vroom, vroom, that means I want you to come help, okay? Oh, okay. It may not mean you need to come in and, like, risk your life or anything, but just find some fun weaponry or, like, uh, beautiful 
a torch or something that maybe you can just set the entire cathedral on fire with. Mm. Because here's the deal. I'm going in there knowing that it's likely I could die, but I'm going to take that motherfucker with me. I see. Well, very brave brave of you, Dantes. I This town owes you a great debt. Yeah, but if they kill me first, you're not going to hear the call. So maybe if you invite somebody else from the guild, tell them about this idea so that they can then do it too. Because keeping you guys safe is really what I'm all about. I, I will be sure to mention to anyone else about your uh, call for assistance. And if I can spare any guards and, and if I hear this call, I will send them running. You, yeah. th- you have my word. Thank you. You come too. I want you to see it. I want you to see how brave I am. Oh, you want me to... Oh, but I'm so very busy. I know. That's true. All right. You don't have to show up, but... If you want, you can roll persuasion to try to get him to... Persuasion is a skill. You can make a skill roll to try to see if you can convince him to come with you. Um. Yeah, let's do it. All right. So grab a d20. Okay. And roll that. Your persuasion is at plus zero. So whatever you roll is how good you your persuading is. All right. Let's do it. Okay, 13. He he looks at you and he says, uh, how about this? Um, I, I can send my butler with you. I, I have so much to do today, but uh, my butler, Jones, would be happy to uh, come in. Uh, Mr. Jones. And a tall, thin, uh not very strong looking butler with long white hair, very pale skin comes into the room in a fine black coat. Uh, yes, mayor. Oh, Mr. Jones, uh, please uh, accompany this man up to the cathedral. He wishes an audience for his feats of bravery and heroicism. And the butler gives a worried glance over to the mayor. Mayor turns back, furrows his brow as if to say, you better do this. And the butler says, I, I shall fetch my gloves. And he leaves the room to go presumably fetch his gloves. Okay, Mayor, while he's away, listen, I, I've got to be honest with you. I don't, like, I didn't want you there, like, just as an audience. I just wanted the history recorded. You don't have to necessarily send your butler or even show up. I just wanted someone there, like I said, to just kind of see it, document it, you know. And you don't even have to come or send anyone until you hear me make the call, which I've been practicing. Uh, so even from the cathedral, you should be able to hear it here. So uh, if he doesn't want to go. And oh, he got, wants to go. Well, let's do it then. I'm taking him <laughs> with me. I just, I just didn't want to. I didn't want to add pressure, Mayor. No, it's not imposing at all. Thank you so much, Mayor. I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to leave the best impression on your town as I can. Very good. Uh, Jones comes back in and he's got, uh, he's got gloves on now. Yeah, those are some very beautiful metal gloves, Jones. Uh, thank you, Dantes. Uh, are we to make off for the cathedral then? Now let's make off. Okay, so so you leave, do you leave the town then and head up to the cathedral? We head up to the cathedral. We are going to walk to the cathedral so that we can talk and cut some of the tension. Okay, so let me get a map pulled up here real quick. Right. 
folders. All right. So this is basically what what it looks like. You've got red wheel down here at the bottom okay. and there's a path up to this cathedral at the top of the hill. You're in like a forested region. It should feel like rural Russia, like it's mm -hmm. uh, tall pine trees, deciduous trees. Um, and uh, as you wander up the path, it starts to get a little bit colder. Uh, you can feel the air it, down below in Red Wheel. Uh, it was probably 55, 60, balmy 60 degrees. But as you uh, go up this hill, it becomes drastically colder, like Ooh. surprisingly colder. It yeah. shouldn't go from 60 to 40 to 30. So by the time you get to the top of the hill where the cathedral is in view, it's about... 32, 34 degrees, just above freezing when snow would fall. Okay. So let me describe what you see. Um, so uh, the gates, uh, you get up to the top of the hill and you can see the cathedral in the distance and uh, directly in front of you are a long gate that surrounds the property. Uh, the gates to the cathedral are iron bars that stand six feet tall. They line the perimeter of the ground standing straight up. Inside the gate is the cathedral itself, tall and imposing, made of gray stone. Red shingles line the roof, and a ta single tall tower juts into the sky. Uh, next to the cathedral itself is a squat stone structure surrounded by monuments and graves. You do not see... Uh, any movement on the cathedral grounds. Um, Jones leans over to you and he says, spooky place. Yeah, this reminds me of a different cathedral I removed some terrible, terrible liches from. Um, You know, I got to be honest with you. It wasn't quite as cold at that cathedral, but it was way more spooky at the other one. Oh, good. So, so this might be less dangerous. This will be less spooky for me. Hopefully I won't end up as spooked by this one as I was the other one. Well, I, I, I will stand here by the gates and account. He has a, a big ledger in his hand, and I will account your acts of bravery and heroicism, uh, Sage Dantas. Thank you so much. Can you start by documenting that these, uh, the fence here is six feet? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. Six feet. Got it. And yep. then document also that I am six foot three. So I'm taller than the fence. Ooh. Yes. I, I will note that as well. So I feel very confident already. So you, you could theoretically, if there was to say a hoop on this uh, fence, you could definitely dunk. Absolutely. I could I could probably between the legs dunk on this one. And so uh also I there doesn't seem to be a lock on the fence. No. Which then makes it seem like they're pretty confident too. So maybe the spook level is adjusted a little bit now because if they're so like confident that they don't even lock their fence, like they must be 
like I said, pretty confident about what's going on inside. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be a little careful, but, you know, not overly careful. Let's get on in here. Okay. So I'm going to open this fence up and I'm going to take off towards the cathedral and see if I can't uh, can't figure this baby out. He puts his hand on your shoulder and he says, good luck. Thank you, but I don't need luck. I've got great friends like you and the mayor and Carl and his asshole dad. Excellent. Good. All right, here we go. So I am going to continue on foot because I know this place might be trapped. So I grab a stick from the ground Mm -hmm. and I'm just beating it in front of my feet to make sure there are like no snakes, no holes. You know, because sometimes people would like dig a trench and put stakes in it and then they'll cover it with like bamboo and stuff and then you're not paying attention and you walk over it and you fall in and the stakes stab you and you die in the hole so i don't want that happening to me so I'm do just, we see like a flashback of like the other cathedral you oh, were at yeah, yeah, and absolutely. you were you were with some other wizard and oh, that yeah. exact thing happened yeah and he could fly so i don't know why he didn't just fly out of the thing wizards I, man wizards always wizarding so uh, roll perception for me. So take a D20. Okay. And so what's going to happen is you're rolling perception, but you'll roll at advantage, which means you'll get to roll that twice and take the higher number. Okay. So since you have your stick and you're kind of poking around in front of you looking for traps, I'm saying you basically have an advantage to find anything. So okay. just roll that and we'll take the higher. Oh, good. So you'll get to roll again because that's a one. <laughs> and a one ones in this game are very bad. Okay. Okay, 10 plus your perception of 2 is 12. So, uh, like an, an average roll, maybe a little below average. But these traps are not hard to miss. Uh, you you catch with your stick a small uh, divot uh, in the ground, and you can see that there's a sharpened piece of stake that's just sticking up. It's not buried very deep. They weren't nearly as advanced as this other trap that you saw maybe in your in your previous adventures, but you're able to get around it and you don't fall victim to the spiky pit. Good, good. So I'm going to leave that uncovered in case I need to call the mayor or anyone else in mm-hmm. and the town's people and his guards hear me with the vroom vroom. Oh, um, sure. So I want to I wanna leave that uncovered so that they don't fall victim to that. Um... And then I want to I want to continue making my way to this cathedral. I want to get to the door, mm-hmm. and I'm ready to I'm ready to walk in. Uh, so uh, you approach the cathedral, and now you you get a better view of the layout. And then, uh, so in front of you, it's set up like an old school medieval cathedral. It's got a long front section. It's got two two uh, parts that jut out to the side. It's it's vaguely shaped like a cross. Um, and then there's, uh, so there's the nave and then there's the two on the side and then there's, uh, a building jutting out at the end to your right are these monuments and stones and this squat building that now looks to be like catacombs. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, the, there's, so there's that door, there's the main door here. And you can also see that several of the windows are broken out around the cathedral, um, and uh, it took you a few hours to get up here, and uh, 
t- timing wise, it's about early afternoon. You got up early in the morning, traveled during the day, and it's it's early afternoon now. All right, so I want to get in here while I can still see everything clearly. Okay. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go right in. I'm just gonna open the doors up and walk in here. All right. So you open the door. Uh, the cathedral ceiling stretches all the way to the. Uh, it's easily three to four stories tall. Features a faded and cracked fresco drawing. Uh, the whole length of the building. Uh, the god of death, Zev, opens its arms to all creatures. Is the painting on the ceiling. The stained glass windows uh, also depict the god of death in its various forms. Uh, many of broken, many broken pieces of glass and panels lie on the floor. There are big round bowls that crackle with burning fires that. Uh, uh, braziers that sit attached to the pillars that run parallel down the center of the building, uh, creating tall shadows that flicker and wave. And then you hear the chattering of goblins. But uh, inside the cathedral, it's it's still quite dark, and you don't actually see any. You can just hear them, uh, the shadows hiding the goblins inside. All right. So... The first thing I do is uh, go ahead and light this stick that I've brought on fire. Okay. I'm going to double it as a torch. Nice. So, yeah, you have, uh, you well, and you also have torches in your pack. Oh, well, I'm going to use a torch. No, that's fine. Yep. <laughs> use. Perfect. So, torches uh, create 60 feet of uh of bright light and 120 feet of dim light, which lights up the whole place. So now you can see that there are four goblins that are hiding behind pews and you can see like the tops of their heads. And like, you know, when you're driving at night and your car headlights, you see an animal's eyes before you see. Mm -hmm. So you see the reflection of, from these goblins eyes behind these pews and then tall spears from each goblin that they're holding. Okay. So then I take my crossbow out and I'm headshotting every last one of these goblins okay so first things first you'll want to roll uh, I'll give you a round of surprise so go ahead and roll a d20 for me okay four four okay not good not not good so <laughs> if we look at your weapons your light crossbow has an uh, to hit is plus five okay so four plus five is nine mm-hmm. so that number needs to beat the goblins armor class. Okay. Which it doesn't. Yeah. So, so, so an arrow goes flying wide past this goblin, and they all screech and go, Charge! And they hop over the pews and are coming to attack you. So now, let's roll initiative. Okay. So initiative is another d20 roll. Okay. Go, yep, go ahead. One. <laughs> you, <laughs> poor Dantus. That's two ones. Yeah, hey, Dantus I- is not rolling well this game. Oh. So, Dantus is a one. And then your initiative, if you look at the top of your sheet, uh, one plus three is four. So, your initiative is four. Initiative is used to uh, make turn order. Mm -hmm. So, each creature will roll initiative. And depending on the roll, dictates who goes first, second, third, etc. Gotcha. So... Uh, but since this is, uh, one versus like, there's not a bunch of party members. I'll just roll one dice for the goblins. Okay. 
<laughs> they only roll a five, but goblins uh, have a overall, I think, of plus four on dexterity. Okay. Uh, let me get that pulled up here. Mm-hmm. There we go. Oh, actually, plus two. So, f- whoa. So, they still they still beat you, but yeah. not by very much. Just barely. Oh, great. I'm still hanging in there. <laughs> so, the goblins come running up to you with brandished spears, and they attempt to stab you. Um, the first goblin... So, they'll go twice, then you'll go, then two goblins will go. Mm-hmm. Uh, 12 plus... 12 plus 5 is 17. Your armor class is 16, so that is a hit. Mm-hmm. And Goblin Spear does D6 damage. <laughs> three. So you take three damage from the first spear. Second spear does not hit. And now it's your turn, Dantes. Uh, don't forget, you can you can attack with your crossbow. You can attack with your dagger, or you can cast spells. Yeah. So now that they're in close range, that's what I was gonna say. I'm gonna get the I'm gonna get the dagger out and go hard. All right. So do it. So yep. D twenty. Perfect. All right. Four again. Man, <laughs> I, I you know what? I keep hitting the same numbers. I, that's it's not good. It's terrible. But <laughs> <laughs> so you miss. So two more goblins are going to attack you. And he rolls a two, which is a miss. And then he rolls 13 13 plus five is 18, which is a hit. And two more damaged. All right. Now, it's your turn again. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can. uh, You also, on your spells, some spells to point out. Uh, you have Chill Touch, which does, uh, you create a ghostly skeletal hand in the space of a creature within range. Make a ranged spell attack against the creature. On a hit, the target takes 1d8 necrotic damage. So it's basically like the hand of death reaching out and taking part of their soul. Ooh. You can shoot a firebolt at them. Oh, yeah. Okay, so... And if you really want to to fuck them up, you can cast uh melf's acid that's what i'm looking at i'm good that's what i'm going for okay i'm going big i'm not going home yeah so Hell yeah i'm gonna shoot an acid arrow um so perfect you can do that so we'll just read what it does a shimmering green arrow streaks toward a target within range and bursts in a spray of acid make a range spell attack against the target on a hit the target takes 4d4 acid damage immediately and then 2d4 acid damage at the end of its next turn. So it's going to do a lot of damage. So yeah. you'll roll a d20. Ooh. Maybe this time I'll roll another 4 or 1. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, 12. Hell yeah. I'll no, 12 it. is I'll good. Take it. I'll take it. Better than a 3. <laughs> yep. So you, you'll, it's a 12 plus your intelligence, which is 3. Ooh. Plus your proficiency bonus which is a two. Ooh, okay so 17 All which right. is a hit that, i'll take it so the damage that you do is 4d4 so you have 1d4 over there yep. 
So you get to roll that four times. All right. Three. Two, so five. Two, seven. Last one. Let's go, baby. And a one. So eight damage. And goblins only have seven HP. So what does it look like when you kill this thing? What does it describe this? Paint the picture for us. So my, my acid arrow, it literally is just a tab of acid I have attached to an arrow. Okay. Um, and it's not, I don't even have the bow. I'm just walking around with the like Lucy arrow and I, I like stab him through the heart. And is just is this just one of them or four of them? Well, there's four of them, but you hit one of them. Okay, I hit one of them. All right, so I stab him in the heart with the acid, not even knowing that he's allergic, right? Mm-hmm. And so it just explodes his body. Oh, like yeah, yeah. I didn't because I like I didn't get him in the heart or anything. I got like I got his liver, and it just like exploded from the inside. Just spontaneously just, combusted. Start, yeah, everything just started growing. It looked like popcorn in a bag on a stove. Yeah, and he just eventually exploded out. Hell yeah, awesome. Okay, yeah. great. So uh, that's one goblin down. Right. So they're going to make a morale check. Basically, goblins work. Uh, in packs and mm-hmm. when they start dying they start not wanting to do whatever it was they were doing so they're going to roll morale and if they roll really low they might run away if they roll really high they're going to keep attacking yeah let's do this 18 Ooh, 18 let's, let's fight bitch. so they're still they're still in it to win it right. um two more goblins screech no kyle no yeah of course he's named kyle right yeah kiss my ass kyle so it's <laughs> gonna stab you with another spear Three is not a hit. The next goblin rolls a 12, which is a hit because it's overall plus five, yeah, which is 17. And you take four more damage. Mm. How much health are you at? Um, nine. Okay. They've, they've taken nine from me. Okay. So now it is your turn, Dantas. Um, what do you oh, want to do? I get to pick what I do. Yeah. Um, Acid arrow, crossbow, dagger. Um, there's more spells. You could shoot a magic missile, a firebolt. Um, you could... Um, catapult is a good spell, too. You can choose an object weighing one to five pounds within range. That object flies in a straight line uh, in a direction you choose. Uh, basically, you like levitate an object and throw it with your magic at a creature, and it does three d eight damage. That's actually really, really good. Yeah, because they've only got seven health. Yeah, let's catapult these bitches. Uh, so I guess the first question is, what do you see in the room that you use as the object that you're going to hit them with? So in those bowls with the fire. Mm-hmm. I noticed that they have, like, it looks like concrete balls in them. Mm-hmm. That's what the flame is going around. Yeah, and I'm like, I want to, sh- I want to throw that fireball out of that bowl at this goblin. Okay, sweet. <laughs> so, to make the attack, uh, the nice thing about this spell is, so there's basically two. 
when you're making an attack with a spell, you can do it one of two ways. Okay. You make a spell attack, which is what you just did, where you're trying to beat their armor class. Mm-hmm. Or there's an attack where the attack hits no matter what, but the thing that you're trying to hit gets to make a a save. They get to like try to dodge out of the way or uh, block it with something. I got you. So in this case, catapult... Uh, the creature must make a dexterity saving throw. Okay. So basically, the goblin is going to try to dodge out of the way. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. He rolls a two. Yeah, so not good for him. No. So now you roll 3d8 damage. So you get to roll a d8 three times. Oh, boy. You're going to explode this guy. Not if I roll <laughs> three ones. I'm not going to. There's one one. That's one. Three. <laughs> Four. What and what do I need? You need to get over a seven All right. to kill him. So I need a three or better. Three yep. or better. Three or better. Three or four. <laughs> <laughs> you made it. Just, Just barely. barely. I love it. I love it. All right. So <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm ready. All right. What is this? What does this look like? All right. So the ball, the ball is supposed to like float out of the bowl and go after the guy, but it's so disappointed in me <laughs> that it just floats out of the bowl and hits the ground, and then it rolls over and catches the goblin's foot on fire, and then the rest of him just starts to burn. He burns slowly, like it gradually comes up his leg. He's like, "Oh man, this isn't good." Then he gets up like his thigh, and he's like, oh, boy, this is really hot. <laughs> like, comes up his torso. <laughs> he's like, oh, this is the slowest burn ever. Then it goes, like, back down the other leg. <laughs> and then it eventually takes the rest of him. Sweet. <laughs> All right. That's, oh, that's another dead goblin. So oh. they're going to make a morale check again. And this time it's going to be harder because two of half of them are now dead. Mm-hmm. They still roll a 16, which yes. is high enough to keep fighting. Yeah. So. What am I going to do? There's two goblins left. Uh, one of them is going to attack, and then your turn mm-hmm. is a 10. Plus 5 is 15. Your AC is 16, though, so it doesn't hit. All right. So he goes to to jab you with the spear in the stomach, and you very dexter- dex- dexterously mm-hmm. bob and weave out of the way. Mm-hmm. And uh, your turn, Dantus. All right, let's see what we got here. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm doing it on purpose. <laughs> but you're not. I'm not. I got a one again, everyone. <laughs> okay. Um, this is, this so, is impossible. <laughs> so, so what happens uh, on ones is basically something really, really bad happens. Mm-hmm. So let's do it. one of the goblins is going to get a free attack on you. Let's do it. You got a three. Way to go, Goblin. Way to go. So, yeah, your attempt to... Uh, and were you trying to shoot him with a crossbow or stab him with a dagger? Or what were you... What was your? What were you trying oh, to attack him with? Sure, I don't. I didn't even pick one. Um, That's okay. I mean, a one yeah. is still a fail. So. Yeah, so let's let's say I was... Uh, yeah, I was trying to dagger him. Okay. And you just... Maybe he's you just stab too high and the Goblin ducks under and tries to stab you with the spear, but... You're still just too limber and lithe, and you get out of the way. Okay. Uh, Goblin's going to attack again. Oh, my God. Another three. What is happening? All right. Dantis, go again. 
And then, uh, so are you going to dagger? Are you going to crossbow? Or are you going to I'm shoot gonna, a spell? I'm going to dagger. Okay. I'm going to I'm gonna get the dagger this All time. Right. Nice. 13 <laughs> plus dex. So 16. Yeah, that's a hit. So a dagger right. is D4 plus 3. Uh, D4 plus 3 oh. damage. So you'll just roll a D4 and then we add 3 to whatever you roll. All right. So you needed to get a 7. <laughs> so you ro- rolled a 4 oh, plus 3 sweet. is 7. So yeah. you kill him. Way to go. Hell Yay. yeah. There it- Yay. <laughs> All right. It's about so th- time. <laughs> so this, this goblin, how do you dagger him? All right. I'm coming in at his belly button and opening up through his esophagus. Like I'm going all the way up the esophagus. Through the chin, even. Yeah. And, like, splitting the boy in half. So, the the other goblin, the last one that was alive, sees this, throws his spear on the ground, and attempts to run away. Uh, <laughs> he He's, like, trying to... He's going to try to run around you and run out the door out of the cathedral. Do you stop him, or do you let him run away? I'm gonna stop him. Okay. Uh, so, do you want... You get a free attack. So, since... Uh, Basically, when you're fighting someone and they try to, or if you're if you're fighting someone and they're fighting you, if anyone tries to leave, uh, they are not uh, the person they're fighting gets a free attack. Basically, okay. it's called an opportunity attack. So you get an opportunity attack to do whatever you want to this guy to try to kill him to make sure he can't get away. What do you do? Okay, I think I'm I'm gonna. Do the crossbow headshot again. Okay. I missed them on the last one. But I think you got this. I'm I confident think... now. I'm feeling good about myself. I'm wanting to I'm wanting to drop him where he where he stands. So. Perfect. So it'll be a D twenty. Alright. And then plus five. So ten. Alright. So the, the arrow the arrow goes wide and you do not hit him. Yes. And he slips out of the door, and unless you give chase, which you can uh, he is no longer in your sight, so I'm chasing him down. He's, okay, he's dying today. Okay, so you go out the door and you see this little goblin running uh, towards the gates where Jones is. Yeah, and... I don't want Jones to worry. I okay, don't to, I don't want him to worry. So you want to crossbow him again? Yeah. All right, I got to. I got to. Go for it. <laughs> I don't know how you've rolled so many fours and so many. I think I got four fours and four ones. Mm-hmm. It's it's not good. So yeah, another yeah. <laughs> arrow sails wide. <laughs> and yeah. uh so now he's at the gates. You'll get one more shot before he disappears into That's, the woods. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to have to take the shot. So And just saying, if you roll a 1, which seems likely, this arrow might hit Jones. <laughs> oh yeah. All right. <laughs> but it hits the goblin. I got a 1 and a 4. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's happening right now, but okay, all right. Oh. <laughs> I gotta... <laughs> of course, of course you did. <laughs> okay, all right. So nailed him. <laughs> yeah. So this arrow just sticks in his back, and the goblin like kind of wanders a little bit, and then just collapses dead in the ground. Cool. Blood splatters out of the goblin onto Jones. <laughs> He, he, yeah, he writes. He writes a sentence in his blood. You hear from the distance. Oh, those metal gloves are clapping, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. 
Uh, okay. All right, Dantas is feeling good. First yeah. encounter. I mean, he took he took some damage. So how much? Uh, you took nine points of damage yeah. out of fourteen. So you have five, five health left. left. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. Did I give you a healing potion? I don't know. I don't think I did. So you might want to. You might need to find one in the dungeon. Yeah, that's what I'm. I, okay. So, so yeah. What do you do now? Now that's what I'm saying. I, I want to look to heal myself. I got to get rid of some of these points or something. I don't know how that works, but mm-hmm. I got to see a doctor or a nurse or a PA or whatever they have here in this dungeon that I can do. I mean, I don't know if they have medicinal weed or what, but I'm trying to smoke some. I'm trying to get my body right so I can go fuck up this boss. So, uh, so all right, where are you looking, I guess, for this? Are you looking inside the cathedral or are you going over to Jones? And <laughs> That's my neighbor's cat. <laughs> oh, sorry. I just... No, that's okay. I, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm I'm going to go talk to Jones because I'm unfamiliar with the area and I'm already out here and I want to I see how he's feeling. Did you see that, Jones? Did you see when I smacked him with the arrow? Yes, uh, I, I'm now quite covered in its blood now. But sorry about that. Y- no, it was an incredible shot. Thank you. I've been missing earlier. You weren't there to see it, but I, I was having a rough go. But eventually, I came through. So, Jones, here's my question: They they lit your boy up pretty good. Who do I see? Like, what? Tell me this. What's the health situation around here? What kind of potion should I be looking for when I get back in this cathedral? Because I got to heal up. Do you know anything? Well, uh, Dantes, you look. he looks at your arm that has a big gash on it, and you've got some stab marks in your uh, side from the spear attacks that you took. He says, well, uh, Dantes, it doesn't look... You look really messed up. Yeah, the a health potion would be good. I don't have any on me, and fortunately, our our village is quite poor. But I imagine inside the cathedral, perhaps, or might be in a a chest or something. Surely, the creatures that lived within had potions to heal themselves in the event that they were attacked in some way. They're they're small vials uh, that are colored red that will you can drink them and they will they will heal your body. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go find this potion and then I'm gonna get rid of this boss on behalf of you and the village of Red Wheel <clears throat> thank you Dantes thank you alright buddy high five I'm headed back in alright high five and uh <laughs> so we see uh, uh Dantes turn around and walk into the cathedral the camera uh kind of pans back from his perspective and then slowly pans up to uh, show a large landscape view of the cathedral rising over and in the distance you see the mountains and the forest and the sun begins to move farther into the sky towards the late afternoon and that'll be where we take our first break don't go anywhere we'll be right back with the rest of uh, Dantis the sage of Des Moines uh, adventures into the dungeon don't go anywhere we'll be right back 